2: Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is enjoying inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to, from MSNBC's Your Business, to Inc.com, People First, uh, Fit Small Business. Uh, This podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for small business, uh, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, mid-sized businesses really doesn't seem to matter because um, such wonderful guests come on the show and have conversations with me where they are giving um, of their expertise and their time. And um, it's all to benefit all of you so that you can learn things and be more um, productive in your business and hopefully more successful. My guest today is Elizabeth Engen. Elizabeth is an online business strategist and founder of Premier SEO Ninjas, a digital marketing agency. They have helped doctors and lawyers grow their practices and create massive revenue since 2009. She provides innovative and results-driven internet marketing solutions so that business owners become even more successful in their chosen fields of endeavor. For 15 years, this premier Google partner has been building compelling campaigns that get traffic, get noticed, and generate more clients in 19 countries.
1: Thanks for joining me today, Elizabeth. Well, thank you for having me, Diane. It's a pleasure.
2: I am really um, glad to have you with us. Um, This whole, you know, what we're going to be talking about today with reputation management and how you take care of it is so important and and something uh, I think think many small business owners just sort of close their eyes and, and plug their ears and hope that they never have to deal with this.
1: I, I totally agree, Diane. And also for me, it's kind of, it's all, it's a personal thing for me because early on in my business, one of my, my very first cl- my prospective clients chose not to do business with me. He was really skeptical anyway, but because he said, well, I Googled you and I, I could, could hardly find anything out about you. So I lost the business primarily because of that.
2: Wow. Really?
1: Yes. And y- yes.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I could see that, right? Like we say, listen, if you aren't on the internet, but your competition is, that's who people are going to go with. But so is that as, as bad as maybe getting a bad review?
1: In my opinion, I really believe so. And I just have to say, going back to my story um about that prospective client, he was very, very, very skeptical anyway. I I mean, he wanted me to prove myself and do all these things that I was not really willing to do. But that was one of his main points that he had spoken about. And truthfully, Diane, I have chosen not to do business with people that I cannot find uh, an online presence. I mean, just looking for their website, if I can't find their website, when I Google their business name, or them themselves, I, th- I think that that's a problem because who knows how long they've been in business for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I tend to agree with you. I, I definitely, I-, I think, especially since the internet has been around for so long um, and-, and it really isn't that hard anymore, you know, you don't have to have a programming degree in order to be able to create a presence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's that is, that's the issue is that no one wants to do a business with a fly-by-night organization.
2: Right. Exactly. Right. There's a whole trust thing that goes on because you can't see them, right? Yeah. So you, you need yeah. to be able to gather some sort of information about them.
1: Well, and not only that, but if you choose to do business with someone, I mean, goodness you know, like let's say you, even if they do a short project for you or a small project, maybe a year down the line, if you need to contact them, if something goes wrong, or or if you want to do more business with them, you know, you just you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. So I have a question for you about um, reviews because I, I get asked this a lot by people just you know and people bring it up in conversation if someone gets a bad review online right like they find it online about their business what do they do about that
1: well what's really important to do is respond to the negative review as soon as possible and i just know for my own business that whenever someone leaves uh I I personally care about the Google reviews because that's what people can see in a search. Many businesses really rely on Yelp, like restaurants, and um, a lot of local businesses rely on Yelp. But a business owner, whoever signs up for um, an account, gets notification whenever someone leaves a review. So someone knows when, unless the Unless the information is outdated. For example, if you have an email address that you no longer use and they send it to the email and you, you don't see it, that's kind of on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. someone gets notification of when a review is left. And the very first thing you want to do is respond. And you want to respond very kindly and politely and directly. Uh, and uh, that's the first thing that you want to do and, and sound helpful because if someone is disgruntled if, and it might not be fair, uh, if someone's disgruntled, uh, if it's a legitimate customer of yours, or even if it's not a customer, let's say you own a retail store and someone leaves a review saying, I went into your store and I didn't buy anything and no one was available to help me. You know, it sounds very cross and angry. Um, even if they don't become a customer, your reply and how you respond, and, and as long as you come across as helpful, I'm sorry that happened. Um, we try to serve our customers the cu- best way possible. So a response and a very nice and kind response is what I tell people is really, really important when you get a better view.
2: So you shouldn't be arguing
1: back? Not at all. I think that if there's a time and a place Or if someone is, you know, sometimes I believe customers can be wrong. (laughs) And if they seem very, yeah, if they seem very irate, yes, you can state your position. But I think if you come across as helpful and or um, saying, I'm sorry that you had that problem. I'm sorry you came into our store and no one was available to help you right away. We'd like to offer you a coupon or a discount code so as long as you try to make someone happy when they're disgruntled and other people see that, it's really a win-win for you, uh, the prospective customer, and anybody that, that's reading that review.
2: And that's and so it sounds to me like that that's really the point, that other people are paying attention to that, other people are seeing it.
1: They really are, Diane, because here's the thing, some people make purchasing decisions solely on the reviews. And I know in the restaurant business, that's really, really huge.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard people actually say it. I mean, I've heard people say, I make my decisions, I go straight to the reviews, and that's where I make my decision from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: So, so I've heard of um, trolls, you know, people who aren't really customers, but can go on and leave neg- a negative review um, and, and really, you know, just keep hammering away at it. Is, is there something, I mean, do you just handle it the exact same way as you would if they were? Uh, is there ever, ever like a point in time where you just delete the whole exchange?
1: Well, here's what I tell people. Um, there are, Certain instances that you can report the reviews. Now, just recent, well, not very, about three months ago, I have a friend that's a realtor and she had someone leave a one star review for her business and she was very concerned about it. And it turns out that particular person actually was kind of blackmailing her. She, they actually got phone calls saying, You need to use my service, otherwise, I'm going to leave a bad review. And they said, no way, we're not going to use your service. And this person ended up leaving a bad review. Well, they had ended up having documentation. So they sent that to Google and then Google actually deleted that. But, you know, you only have, when it's, when it's in the public forum, you cannot delete those. You can't delete those things yourself. You have to request that they be deleted. And, you know, I'm not sure how, um, stringent they are, but but there again, someone else is making the decision if it's going to stay or if it's going to go.
2: Yeah, right. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So um, there's these thing called, things called um, scam reports or poor credit reports. If someone finds that, like when they're searching their company name or their brand name and they find that and it, it's like in the third position in a Google search. Can they get rid of that? What is it? <laughs> what do they do about it?
1: That is the kiss of death, Diane.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's like the probably the worst most horror that any business or any person if they have a brand with their name can come across. <laughs> Lovely. Um but what is it? So there are people that create those negative reviews. And it can be a complete 100% lie. Sometimes it is. I've known people that have had that. It's been a complete 100% lie and they've had to go through a whole process. But the bottom line is how it gets dealt with is anything that's put on the internet it's next to impossible, unless you own a website yourself and put it on your own website, it's next to impossible to erase something on, that that's on the internet. Even if you go to court, even if you get a court order saying, um, this is um, ruining my reputation, um, it's damaging my business, even if you have a court order to do that, the other person still has control of that property. So the bottom line, what needs to be done if that is found for you or your business or someone that you know that's happening to what reputation management is all about you can never get rid of those things but what you can do is create brand new content and rank it ahead of that and just basically push it down and we have in our marketing in our seo world um a big joke is you know how, where do you hide a dead body? And the answer is on page two of Google. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because most people, um, you know, and maybe some people are, are searching page two, but not many people. So yeah. the, the point is, is that as long as you can push things down, as long as you create new content that can overpower that content, you can push it down. And as long as people don't see it, um, you know, it might
2: yeah. not exist. Yeah, right. right, right. That's really interesting. Thanks for that. that. That's really great. And I think that's really, really important for people to know because they can look at it, they can panic, but you're right. Just, you can just create more content and just keep pushing it down till it's not, it's too far down the, the road for people to even find it. Wow. Okay.
1: And the yeah. and really important thing to know about that also is that, You know, SEO is all about, and that SEO is search engine optimization, it's all about power and authority. So if you can find out the metrics now, oftentimes those scam reports, those ripoff reports, they have a lot of power and authority. So in order to push them down, oftentimes it can take quite a bit of money in order to create those properties. Like you can't just um, create, let's say, you know, a medium post or anything like that. It takes, it takes work and it takes time to do that. Okay.
2: Okay. That's interesting. So you got to, you got to really be prepared to make an investment of time and money and, and really give it energy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: Okay. Interesting. So if we have people listening and they're thinking to themselves, okay, well, I'm on the internet, but I haven't really done a lot and I'd really like to do it the right way. Um, are there, like, particular steps that they can take so that they're putting their best foot forward when they're online?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, um, the, and the, there's usually five steps that I tell people. Okay. And the first thing is, is have your website in the first position for your business or your name. And that's really important because obviously you want to be credited with whatever um, you know for your business or your name if people are doing a search for you and I have a quick funny story. do we have do oh, we have sure. time for me to tell it Okay. Sure. So um, my company is premier SEO ninjas and in and digital agencies, if they want to acquire business uh, more business, they can Tend to rank in different cities around the world, so if people find our website when they do a search for different services in different cities, like we're in Minneapolis, but for example, we wanted to expand and be ranking in Detroit. So I created a lot of properties about you know our company Premier SEO Ninjas, and then also Detroit, Michigan. Well, the funny story is that there's another marketing company called Premier SEO Detroit. And we had ranked so many properties um, for premier SEO Detroit. If you Google premier SEO Detroit, which was their company name, only one property on, you know, on a, on a search came up with their business name and in the nine other positions were things about our business and then the business owner ended up contacting me and saying, come on, really? Like, we can't even dominate for our own brand name. <laughs> um, so he's like, can you just stop doing this? I want people to say, you know, because, and not only that, but his website was like probably in the seventh position. So it's like wow. if people Googled his business name and want to do business with him. They might've come to us. So he did not like that.
2: <laughs> I can understand that. I can see how he wouldn't
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I told him, I said, well, there's nothing really that I can't really take down any of the pages that I've done, but I'll stop doing it. So what he needed to do is he just needed to create more links and more power for his things. And now, I don't know, I haven't checked it for a while, but anyway, long story short, he and I are in a mastermind group together and we're actually friends today. So
2: it's all great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's
2: terrific. I love a happy ending. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Have your website in the first position. And if you have a couple of websites, have them in the first two positions. Cause obviously you want people to be able to, you know, if you have a business, obviously you want people to go if they know about you, they want you to find you and go to your website right away. So that's the first right. thing. Okay. And then the second thing is you want to create blogs in your name uh, or your business name. And there's there's many like high powered blogs like Tumblr. Um, blogger through you know the google property mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of high authority websites that you can create blogs and what that will do is if you're creating articles what that will do it's just it just creates more information about you or your business okay and then the third thing that we tell people that they can do is to create and optimize social profiles And the reason for that is that social profiles, social, uh, websites, uh, no matter what they are, they get a lot of traffic. They have a lot of people using them. So they have very high authority. So in the world of SEO, in order to beat your competitors, it's, you know, power and authority. So as long as your website or your, whatever your property, whatever your ranking has more authority than other things it'll be ranked or placed more highly in the uh, search engine pages results. So when we do SEO for any company or even, and I keep saying SEO uh, because SEO is our main business, but reputation management is you use SEO with reputation management. So we create anywhere from, you know, 200 to 600 social profiles for a company or a person that uh, wants to work with us, any of our clients, and it really depends, the number really depends on their level of competition in their industry. Does that make sense?
2: It makes sense, but I would, um, when you say social profiles, can you give the listeners an example of what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, like Reddit, YouTube, Foursquare, Vimeo, Flickr. I mean, there's probably 800 of them. Pinterest, Behance, on and on and on. Okay. So depending
2: on who the, what the company is and what industry they're in and how competitive the industry you create, um, and your suggestion is that they make sure that they have a lot of social profiles. And then do they need to be doing something with those social profiles? Like, do they need to be posting uniquely on each one or what what do they do with them once they have them
1: yeah that's a great question you don't need to be posting on them just having the account and having your name and a backlink going to your website or you know whatever property that you want to be ranking that's going to that because social profiles or social properties have so much power and authority they just rank more highly than any other property. Interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Interesting. Okay. So, and you know what? There's, there's two more. Yeah. Okay. So then the next thing you want to do is you want to, so this is if you're having um, a possible issue, you want to evaluate the top 20 positive listings that could be pushed up um, over the negative one, right? Um, and that can, take, that can take some skill and tools. You kind of have to know what you're doing a little bit. You have to know the metrics and what's needed to overpower the sites um, that are higher in the search engine result pages. And, and that's kind of what search engine, or I'm sorry, that's what reputation management is all about. It's just, you know, le- in order to leapfrog any properties that might be on a search results page, You have to have more power and authority. And the only way to know how to do that is to have the tools to figure out, okay, what's the power and authority of this site that's ranking? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does make sense.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, yep, and then the last thing you want to do is you want to evaluate any neutral ranking pages and try, if you have the power to do so, um, make them positive.
2: Okay, but once again, you ha- is this one of these places where you have to be able to know how they're ranking so you know that they're neutral? I mean, how do you know if a, site is, you know, if a page is neutral?
1: Well, I, for me, in my opinion, neutrality means it's not shining, it's not great, but it's not negative. So if there's a way for you to go in and like maybe, it, maybe it's even a property that you own, maybe it's a blog that you have, but maybe it's really, really bland. So you just want it for it to be positive and make you shine. And when I say shine, it doesn't mean overly shine, but just make makes you look. Good. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. This is fascinating to me. Um. So why do you think people have such a hard time nag? Na- da- 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 da. Navigating. I can say that. Um. <laughs> how to build the reputation online. What What's getting in people's way? Cause this is really something I think most people are, um, they struggle with, they don't get.
1: Yeah. What yeah. Is that? I think so too. I think it's because people don't want to sound boastful. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It's interesting.
1: And I think it's really hard to know what the line is and because for example, when I first started getting into marketing, I'd worked some, with some really top, well-known people and that endorsed me. And so even for me, it, even if when I had help, it was real, like, sometimes like I didn't know where the line was. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, I was, I'm was i successful. And yes, I've worked with some really um, high-level people, but where's the line in saying, you know, I'm awesome and or just, you know, toning it back? Like sometimes you don't know where the line
2: is. is. Right. And we're raised not to brag. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this is a huge struggle for people. Yeah.
1: Well, and even, even when you have an accomplishment, I think it's really hard, you know, how to convey that to other people.
2: Yep. Yep. I agree with that. That's interesting. So people are really missing out on just telling the story. Right. Get, just even yes. just given the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I got to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Accelerate your business growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. If you sign up at our link, which is Audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on Audible.com are eighty twenty sales and marketing by Perry Marshall and The Go Giver by Bob Berg. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Elizabeth Engen about the importance of online reputation management. So, Elizabeth.
0: I'm still
1: here.
2: Uh, (laughs) Thank goodness. Um, Talk to me some about common mistakes you think people make with digital marketing,
1: please. Well, yeah, you know, there's three um, common ones that I find uh, most commonly. Um, one is that people dabble in marketing and they use everyone's advice. And the problem with that, I mean, it's great to talk to people and it's great to find out what other people are doing in their business, but it might not be the right method for your business, first of all. Yeah. And then, you know, and you know, there could be a lot of fantastic advice out there and a lot, and there are experts you know, out there that can tell you some things. But, um, you know, what it comes down to is successful marketing campaigns start with really consistent process and a plan at the time, at the right time for you and your business. So, um, when I say dabble, you know, you have to, you have to pick a strategy and you have to decide an amount of time that you want to test it for. Now, And it has to be, it can't be a lengthy time, but it can't be a week or two. You know, you have to, you have to pick a given time now. And you I suppose you can ask for advice for that, but so that's number one, people just dabble in marketing. And then the second thing that I find is people dabble without making a commitment. So it's almost like the, you know, the first one, but. I think a lot of business owners get really anxious about trying a new method and they really give up too soon. So, um, or they might not fully understand it. Um, so they might get frustrated and quit. So, um, you know, it might be a good marketing method. It might be a good strategy for them to use, but if they don't hang in there long enough, they won't know that. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, and the thing is for business owners, patience, especially with SEO too, because SEO is time consuming. It's depending on what you're ranking. It can take, it can take, you know, several months up to a year, even e-commerce things might take 18 months to be ranking, but you know, people have to be patient and that's hard for business owners because a lot of people, depending on where they're at in their business, most people at the top. Are really spread too thin, and they might be wearing a lot of hats, and they might have to be getting a lot done. So yeah. um, I think the people at the top business owners and myself included, the thing is you just want to get results and you want to see them right away..
0: Sure.
1: That's the second thing. And then the third thing is, um, and I see this all the time business owners spend more time on managing their business than they do on marketing which is a is a really really big mistake and you know i've worked with and i you know mentors and even successful businesses that i that have hired us our clients i find the most successful businesses spend and and this is not typical for the average business but the the most successful businesses spend about 70 percent of their time marketing and then production they spend about 15% and then operations 15%. So you can see there that marketing is that's a, that's a whole lot of time on marketing. And that's what businesses really need to do. So the mistake that the third mistake is that most people are making is they just aren't spending enough time getting out there to be seen to be visible amongst their prospects.
2: Okay. So those are great. And I, I I totally get it. And I guess my question is um, how, so I guess I'm sitting on this, they're, they're not spending enough time on marketing and they're not giving it enough time. Like those are two sides of something. Yep. Um, so I get the, you know, I, I, I think um, it's pretty clear that how much more time they, we need to be spending on our marketing, but you had mentioned that with an e-commerce site, you know it can be twelve months it can maybe be longer, and with SEO it takes a while for that to germinate and and really get going um, but so so is there a um, like a minimum that you would say to somebody that a minimum amount of time that they have to be willing to invest in an online marketing campaign in order to be able to see results from it.
1: I really think, Diane, that it depends on the specific what you're talking about. So, uh, let's just pick a really popular one that has been popular for the last couple of years: Facebook Facebook ads. Okay. Um, there's a specific strategy that I've learned specifically about testing. There's there's a few things that you want to be testing. So. Uh, and there's, there's three things that you want to be testing with Facebook ads. Uh, the first thing is, is the image. So you want to pick out a few images and see which, over a couple day period, you want to see which one works best. And that's why analytics is so important with marketing. You get to see you know, who, what people like by what they're clicking on. So you pick the winner there after a couple days. Then you want to pick three, there's a, like a title, um, and so the winner of there, how many clicks that you get, the most amount of clicks that you get, that tells you that people are really liking that title. And then the third thing is there's, there's other text as well. And then whatever is the most popular or gets the most amount of clicks, you want to pick that. So in any Facebook marketing campaign, it could take, it could take six to nine days to do all of that testing to find out the winning, the winners. good information that people really like so so for that that's you know that can be nine or ten days and then you're off and running and I would say with a Facebook marketing campaign you want to be consistently advertising spending the same amount of money every single day I would say for you know 30 to 60 days okay And a lot of people are not willing to do that. A lot of people are not willing to spend enough money to see results. Now, when you're originally testing, you don't have to spend a lot of money on that, but the clicks will tell you, again, what people are liking, what they want to be seeing. And, you know, it's just really important in marketing too, in any camp in any advertising campaign, it takes momentum. It just takes time for people to be able to see it. And then also with Facebook as as well, there's a there's a certain metric as well. Is that um and I forget right at this moment what they call it, but when people there's when people see an image more than, you know, a certain amount of time, it gets exhaustive and then it's time for you to change up that Facebook ad does that make sense it does okay so that might be before the 30 or 60 days but that's one thing that's really important for you to pay attention to because what happens is if people end up seeing your ad too much they might get annoyed and they might report it and so you know you don't want that either
2: yeah interesting
1: so that's one thing and then it just it really depends on the specific type of um, you know, marketing you're doing. A lot of people love doing, you know, Instagram ads, like those story ads. And again, it's like, you know, once you start seeing results, you have to just uh, just continue. So for example, with Instagram ads, I would say, you know, eight weeks, maybe four or eight weeks is a good time um, to, you know, hang in there. And here's another issue, Diane, is I think that there's a lot of people out there, a lot of business owners, um, if they're doing their marketing themselves, or if they're allowing other people to do it that really don't know what they're doing, then they're not going to get good results anyway.
2: Well, that's a great point.
1: Yeah. So, and that does, you know, like, let's say you're like, I'm a business owner and I have A marketing director and I'm allowing my marketing director just to run with it and and do it do what he's gonna do if he doesn't know what he's doing then I could be spending a whole lot of money and for I'll give you an example Google AdWords is um, the people typically click on Google AdWords ads probably you know less than 6% of the time which overall depending on how much money you're spending in my opinion, that's just wasting a lot of money.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you.
1: But there's some industries, for example, like the auto industry, where they thrive on it. And what's great about that is that a lot of the manufacturers give them, you know, anywhere from, you know, five to $10,000 a month to spend on advertising, and they use it, and they do get business. So let me be very clear, people do get business from, Google AdWords. And it's not that it doesn't work, but I've just seen it. All, I've seen a lot of businesses go out of business using it and just spending yeah. way too much money.
2: Yeah, th- this is really interesting because um, so, so one of the things that I find interesting about it is when, when you really have a strategy and it's a good strategy and you're working it, it, it doesn't really You you can get results in in a fair amount of time, you know, a couple of months, you you can be seeing results, but that is really dependent on having a good strategy and, and having right, really good stuff that you're putting out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's, there's a lot of things online that can teach you how to do things, but that teaches you how to do things and it doesn't give you the specific strategies. I mean, that's why people sell that information because they know how to do it. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. So you've got six essential components in creating attractive and viral worthy content. Is this related to that or, um, and whether it is or not, can you share what some of those, if not all of those are?
1: Yeah, I can share all of them. So, um, It's basically just kind of, and I hate to say the phases, but so the first thing you want to do for viral worthy content is you want to make it relevant about your whoever you're trying to talk to. And again, if it's online, you know, it could be a video, you know, you don't know if people are going to watch it or if it's written, but you want to make it relevant. Um, and then the second thing is you, and the relevance has to be about them. So obviously if people are going to take the time to consume your content, whether it's video, if it's written, whatever it is, it's got to be about them. Uh, and the second thing is, is it's got to be valuable where it helps them because for me personally, I don't want to waste my time. If I'm going to spend my time looking online or learning something, I want something that helps me. That's yeah. the second thing, and then the third thing is it's got to be understandable, which is you know easy to digest and process. I'm sure you have read even like a book. you sit down and read a book, some are really easy to read, and others are just it's hard it's like right. you have to fight it, yeah, right yeah so you want whatever you're putting out there, you want it just to be easy, you want it to flow, you want people to just you know be able to understand it really 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 well uh the fourth thing is is you want to connect and you want to be able to you know tell stories if you have any stories that way i think a lot of people remember the stories that you tell and then you're also your own personal take because i think a big thing for brands is who they are and that's what differentiates them and a lot of times people. Like I know our clients like working with us because we stand for things, because we have certain values, because we think a certain way, we, we we think innovatively, we work innovatively, and our clients wanna be working with us. So any information that you put out there, it's gotta be you. It's gotta come from you. Yeah. And then the fifth thing is is you wanna make it complete. So you wanna have all the pieces. And you want to have it a very clear and simple format. Um, you don't want people to consume your information and think that have questions like, well, what about this? Or they mentioned this, and then they have to go and research it or find other information. You don't want that. You want someone to read an article, watch a video, whatever it is about what you put out there, and for them to feel satisfied like they really know um, about this information that you just put out and then the last thing is you want to make it entertaining now um, to me that means you know really attractive content that makes people want to share it um and then people want to comment on it um and then they also might want to share their feedback like you know great video i really learned a lot we get a lot of comments on our blog posts we don't uh You know, we're not trying to create those comments. It's just people naturally do that. And that's a a good sign, meaning that you're putting out quality content and people really, it's valuable information. And, you know, some people, like I know a YouTuber that's really funny and really engaging and people just love watching them. And when I say entertaining, it doesn't necessarily have to be that because that's not everybody's personality.
2: Right. So those are great. Yeah. That's- yeah. Th- th- those are great. And so, and, and I want to touch a little bit on um, the fifth one about making sure that people feel like they've gotten uh, enough information. Cause I, I know a lot of people will, I, we were just having this conversation um, group of us last week and this woman was saying, okay, but how much should I be sharing? Cause you know, there's that, um, viewpoint, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? And, and there were a couple of us saying, yeah. oh, just give all the information away. You know, it, there's really yeah. of the sun. And so th- is that what you're talking about? Just make sure that you're telling the whole story or that you're giving them all the steps as opposed to, um, you know, for lack of a better word, a teaser?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I, I completely believe that. I think the people that if you're transparent and tell people this is the way it is if you're really straight up with people they want to do business with you sure there's people that will take your stuff and use it for themselves you know that that doesn't mean anything when you give out good quality information it just it 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 says that you have value to offer other people and that's really attractive and people like that so I think early on in my business I really struggled with that I I think people um I think people go through phases in their business and kind of their maturity level and for me personally when I thought that way I thought I think that that's an immature way of looking at it because when you put everything out there people just um I think people really love you for it and it shows that you're the expert because there's a lot of people saying I'm the the expert, but if they don't offer anything, if they don't show that, if they don't prove that to you, then they're really not. Right. Right.
2: Right. And they're the ones you're going to spend a lot of money with and you're not going to get the results because they didn't necessarily have it there to begin with, which you could have known if they'd been sharing their information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting too. Like I have someone for, you know, SEO kind of our process is, you know, we have people fill out a discovery form so we can understand more about their business. And then we do a site audit for them. And, yeah. wow, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, did you hear, I heard of, anyway, we do a, a site audit for them for their website and we give them a lot of different technical information. Um, upfront, it's really valuable information about their website, and they can use it for themselves and change their website, and they can rank more highly in the search engines. I had someone come to me wanting to work with my business. I gave, we gave him this information. Uh, he started doing his own work, which is absolutely fine. He can do that, and then he kept back, coming back and emailing me and asking me questions, saying, I'm having problems with this, I'm having problems with that. So There's always going to be people that take your information and use it and that's perfectly okay. It still shows that you're, uh, you know, what you're talking about.
2: And those people weren't really ever going to hire you anyway, right? Well, I I think they just want to do their own thing.
1: Honestly, you know, I think if the price was for this person, I'm talking about if the price was right, he has an e-commerce store. And if the price was right, if I was really cheap, yeah. I'm sure he would have gone in, but, but and to him, it was, it, it was probably more than he wanted to pay. And, you know, I showed the customers, you know, the, the value, the expected ROI from our services and uh, he saw it, but he still just wasn't willing to pay it. And that's okay. Cause that's where he's at.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he can take the time. Um, and he can you know take the time and all the time and have all the headaches Um, but then there's other people out there that say oh my goodness I don't want to take all that time I don't want to have the headache, I don't want to have that stress you do it for me and that's why that's why they become our clients.
2: exactly yep yep Yep. I'm all about it I I absolutely think that is true um, okay, so so talk to me some about attracting and keeping your perfect client, um, because that is all part of this as well, right? That's that's part of the value of um, reputation management and SEO and and participating online. Um, but what are your thoughts about how people can go about doing that so they're they're always they always have that process going?
1: Yeah, well, that's a great question. This is a repeatable process that you can use. There's five steps, and the first thing you want to do is attract prospects. And with marketing, you really want to know your audience. You want to understand kind of what makes them tick. Um, I'm sure many people have heard this before. You know, fears, frustrations, worries, um, because oftentimes businesses exist provide a solution I mean that's why people have businesses that's why people there's an exchange of money because someone wants to have a solution to a problem they're having so as long as you understand those things um you know people want to what I found Diane people people either are motivated by either pleasure or pain and most people that I know have want to move away from the pain more than they want to go for the pleasure so let's just go back to reputation management for many people it's very very painful to have for someone to do a google search and have in the second or third position you know scam reports and their business or their name come up i mean that's like that's a big panic um because that means that they're going to be losing a lot of business from that so um So attracting, you know, as long as you know people's fears, frustrations, worries, you know how to speak to people. You know what kind of messages to create from that. Um, So that's the first thing, attract. The second thing is engage. Uh, You want to communicate and show up and provide content that your audience needs and what they're looking for. Because, again, you're in, in business because you have a solution. You know things. Um, about doing what you do that other people don't know so as long as you provide information that they don't know um, they're really happy so the second thing is engaging with people and the third thing is you want to capture and what that is is when you provide value and give incentive in exchange for the prospect info then you can keep marketing to them so a good example for that is with that is that um, if somebody comes to your website, if you have something to give away that they want, and it's typically information or videos or whatever, it could be you know something educational, it could be coupons, lots of different things. Um, people will give their information in exchange for that value, and that way you can follow up with more emails. Now online it's becoming more sophisticated that. If you capture, let's say even like on a Facebook ad, I'm just trying to think the different avenues. Um, or even if you go to like a Facebook page or even a Twitter page, there's ways you can capture, people, capture people's information and then retarget them. So um, once they click off your page, uh, once they've gone to your page and click off your page, whether it be your website or any other avenue, they'll start to see your ads everywhere. I'm sure you've experienced that, haven't you? Yeah. (laughs) I'm always amazed at that. (laughs) Yeah. Some people are really annoyed by that or, yeah, are really amazed that sometimes it can happen really, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the third thing is capture. So, and then the fourth thing is convert. You want to, you know, really have an irresistible, you know, yes value to convert that prospect, right? And converting can be um, different things. Um, It can be, you know, making a phone call to you. It can be filling out a form. It, you know, ultimately the goal is you want the person to become your customer. So, but converting is the fourth thing. And then the fifth thing is to retain that customer once you get them and the way to do that is you want to create loyalty uh, and you want to fulfill your promise to them because you're not going to be in business for very long unless you have a service and provide good service
2: yeah no question
1: yeah Yeah. so i'll just go over those again attract engage capture convert and retain and then i guess you can say Repeat. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I love that. Thank you. That 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 is terrific. It is um, very clear and is definitely repeatable, uh, which is yeah. key. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Boy, thanks so much for this information. This this was really, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It it was you you provided so much. Content and information. This is an episode that I think people are going to listen to a couple of times because they're going to grab something that you said and they're going to want to do it and then they're going to come back for other stuff. And I am tremendously appreciative of that because I mean, that is really so much what people need. So thank you for that. And will you tell the listeners how they can find you? Ah, well,
1: you're welcome. You're welcome. And I created a page or my team has created a page in case there's a couple things that we'd like to offer. Is it okay to offer the list or something?
2: That would be awesome.
1: Thank you. Okay. All right. So we've created a page specifically for any, anybody that's listening to this podcast, or if you share it, anybody that you know that hears it um, on our website, our website is premierseoninjas.com slash accelerate your business growth. So the podcast name um, with our website, there's two things that we would like to offer the listeners. The first thing that we do, which is really, really, really easy. Um, and, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's instantaneous, which is an SEO audit. audit. And what that gives you is shows you a website score. It tells you how to improve your online presence. And this, the information contained in this, it's a, it comes to you, To your email inbox, and it's a PDF. And this information, this is the first thing that we do when we obtain a client. And this, if you make these changes um, on your own, it improves their ranking. So it's really, really valuable. There's a lot of agencies out there, Diane, that that charge for this information. And you know, I don't, I don't, we don't do that. We just, you know, we just give that information. It is valuable. Um, It shows uh, people that we know what we're doing. We know what we're talking about. So that's the first thing. And that will be on there. And then the second thing that we have to offer is five ways to fix your reputation online. And then with that, it's a document. And then with that, you can, um, what you can do to improve your online reputation as well. So those are the two things. Again, the uh, website is com slash accelerate your business growth. So that's on our website dedicated to this podcast and its listeners. We also have uh, social, we also put out our own content about SEO, online marketing. You know, we've got a link, my own LinkedIn profile is Elizabeth Engen. We also have Premier SEO Ninjas, the company, LinkedIn profile, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter is Premier SEO MN. And, you know, Google Plus, you know, we're all over. So you can find us. That
2: is wonderful. And, and just a tremendous offer for the listeners. I, I am um, almost speechless. I, I, if I was ever going to be, now would be the time that I would be. It's really <laughs> a tremendous offer. Thank you so much for doing that. And I am certain that the listeners will take you up on that because it's such an important thing and they need to know. That that information. So, that that is so great. So, as, once again, thank you for being with us. Um, and listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, remember to visit our sponsor Audible.com. Get a free trial and a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com/businessgrowth. Continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.